What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the 23rd episode of Dad College. My name is Cam Brennan, and I am, you know, I'm just joined by one of the most swell human beings I've ever met, David Hogue. What's up, Dave? Ah, you know, um, same old, same old, going to work, raising the kids, living life, and as I shared with you earlier, losing track of time altogether and can't believe that we're... (laughs) Halfway through the month of October, plus some, so. Dude, it just, you're further giving weight to my theory that time accelerates as you get older. I I absolutely believe that. Yeah. And, you know, there's smarter people listening to this episode. Smarter people than me. That's, see, I can't even speak English, so that's the majority <laughs> of the audience that's smarter than me. But folks that understand this stuff better than I do that are like, well, that's not actually true. It's just your perception of time. And do I, which do I, you know? Okay. Again, I can't talk. To which I say, agreed. That's agreed. our perception. But anyways. Yes. Wow. That was brutal. You know? Mm-hmm. English is my first language, folks. <laughs> Believe it or not. I've been speaking it since I was a baby. So anyways, doing well? Yeah, doing all right. How's, how's fatherhood treating you? From a fatherhood perspective, doing well, doing very well, very, very blessed. Um, you know, um, one of my goals was always to raise contributing members of society and Caroline will be, wow, we're like, uh, like four days away from her turning 22 and then Olivia will be 18 before the year's over and will we just turned 12. So, um, Caroline is, well, she has an A in systematic theology. Nice. And then Olivia just put together a, uh, I might have to, I may have to, uh, send you the link for, to this, to put in the show notes, but Olivia and her, uh, friends just did a music video for their, honors uh history class and um by luck of the draw ended up going last for their presentation and after they um showed their video to the class my understanding is the teacher looked at everybody else when the video was done and said you all suck So, oh, yeah, I definitely want to see that. You need to see it cuz it's it is it's um it's a fun video. They did a they did a good job on it. So um so yeah, I you know, and I, I you know, I realized that I just shared a bunch of good positive things, which I suppose that's how we judge a lot of our world and the way things are going in it, but um very proud of my kids. And so, um, that's not the end all be all, but, um, they're hard workers and they give their best effort at what they do. And doesn't mean we don't have our down times or our struggles, but I don't know. Just proud of them, I guess. It's okay. You're allowed to be proud of your kids. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? Uh, so, I think we had discussed talking about 
our friendships with other dads and that that might be something that's important in our fathering endeavors. Yeah. Uh, I feel like uh, most of our episodes and rightfully so have been about our relationship with our kids. We've talked a bit about, you know, dads and moms. Um, but a lot of it's been the, the, the father, son, father, daughter relationship and, and you know, all that sort of stuff. And I, to the best of my knowledge, we haven't really talked about like what our relationships like with other dads are like. Yeah. And should they exist? And if they should, what should they look like? And, you know, what's the importance of friendship outside of, you know, whether or not you're married, whether you're a single dad or a married dad or a remarried dad, like what, what is the impact of friendship with other guys that have kids, whether they be in similar life scenarios, you know, roughly the same age, kids are the same age or much older or, or younger. Um, like wh- what's the point of those relationships? What could the point be? Um, how can you learn from them? Um, and, and, you know, is it good just to have a guy you can just be like, Hey, you just like want to watch the game together. And <laughs> <laughs> just like, you know, maybe take a break from being a dad for two hours and just have some fun. Right. Um, so like all of that stuff, I think is what kind of, we want to get into tonight. Um, so I don't know, where do you want to start? I feel like there's, there's a lot of different launching points here and we didn't really decide on one. Mm. So I'm going to trust your, um, your wisdom <laughs> here, Dave, and completely put you on the spot. Yeah. That's, I don't know that I have any, uh, any wisdom when it comes to this topic. Uh, so, you know, I think we have different, we, 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 we have relationships that come from a lot of different places and, mm-hmm. you know, you obviously have your high school buddies, your college buddies, your people that you were on sports teams with, you know, there's, there's your work friends. There's kind of this, everything sort of has a context for where your friendship stems from. and. I I can say for me that honestly, one of the things I did not expect to have happen was friendships to spur from other dads and those being uh, significant relationships that I had Um, because really a lot of my guy friends that I have here in town come from uh, my kids played sports with their kids and I think that is a good thing, a wonderful thing. And I suppose there's probably an element of, uh, well, I, I guess I, I genuinely, it was, it was kind of a surprise to me. I didn't expect that. I didn't plan that. And, um, you know, there's, there's a connection there because your kids are about the same age. They have similar interests. And now it doesn't mean I've gotten along with everybody that my (laughs) daughters have been, or my kids have been on, uh, teams with, but, uh, it's definitely been a, um, a catalyst, uh, for those, those friendships, uh, the, the sideline conversations that happen while you watch a game and is it bad that I'm dreading those? No, because they are worth dreading. They are dread worthy. It just, 
it seems like hyper contextualized small talk and that terrifies me. Yeah. And that is definitely true. And I, I would say that that's probably one of the things that has ended up being, you know, and you and I have had this conversation before of just, I don't, we don't like small talk per se. And as a result, and this is truly just kind of like, I hadn't really thought about this until this moment. And, but you, so I, I have gravitated towards those people who have a similar worldview as me, which, you know, when you're in the suburbs of America, what's really the, <laughs> the variation in, in your worldview. Um, but, but, and, and even as the, even as those words came out of my mouth, I gravitated towards the other dads that wanted their kids to have fun and weren't living vicariously through them and their uh, achievements on the sports field. So, and again, I, I, I don't know that even sounds so arrogant, but you know, when you're making small talk, the guy that's bragging about his 10 year old being recruited by the colleges immediately I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> there's, there's not going to be a connection there with you. You know, the dads that had the ability to sort of talk about other things that were going on in the world, other than their kids that weren't yelling at the refs for the calls that they missed, that weren't yelling at their kids to, you know, ignore what their coach was telling them while they're on the sidelines. So yeah. And again, I, I feel like I'm being a little bit of a jerk as I'm saying this, but I sort of gravitated. Well, no, I gravitated towards those dads that were there to root their child on, have fun, but yet didn't find their identity and how successful their kids were. And those are people that I've, I've known for, you know, 10 10 to 12 years now. This whole conversation just stressed me out. <laughs> it, I, I tell you what, going to, going to the games does stress me out sometimes, especially if I know certain people are going to be there or certain people aren't going to be there or, um, but I truly enjoyed the games more when I was with other dads who just wanted to cheer their kid on. Yeah. I can just picture it now. Coach Cam trying to get the kids to have fun playing soccer. <laughs> Some wanker in a, you know, loafers with no socks telling me how they need to play a certain formation and how they should all have a yellow card <laughs> to prove their toughness. <laughs> mm, yeah. I cannot wait for that sideline confrontation. That'll be fun. Yeah. Actually, I can completely wait. I don't want to have to deal with that. Anyways, yes. So, sorry. You have me you have me in a bad place, Dave. <laughs> sorry. Our coach was really cool until he punched her dad straight in the face. <laughs> now he's getting sued. All right. So, friendships with other dads. I think so okay, the the part that I can take from from your story there without being stressed about kids playing sports is like finding people you have something in common with and using your kids' sports as a platform to find, you know, dudes that you might not have gotten to know otherwise. Yep. Um, have you, in your married life, found it 
harder to make new friends? I, I don't think it's harder to make new friends. I think it's been harder to make couple friends because finding, Ooh. finding, a, finding people that my wife likes the wife and I like the husband and maybe even a little bit of the, I can tolerate the wife and she can tolerate the husband has, has been, that's tougher. Okay. Yeah, so, so, so in terms of making, I mean, you're looking at, yeah, four degrees of abstraction there. Yeah. So, um, a, a, again, as I think about the, 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 the friends that we have here, uh, in town, um, it has really been kind of a, um, uh, I, you know, it just, there's, it, it, it's not easy. It's not easy to find couples where that you, that you completely relate with. And again, I say, I would say that the same is true for us of, uh, for both my wife and I is that, you know, it was not the super competitive parents that we were drawn to. It was those parents that were uh, a lot more laid back in terms of their kids and their ability than um, the hardcore <laughs> parents. So I guess, I guess I brought that up hoping you'd have my back there, Dave. Thanks. <laughs> No, it's I no, but to your point, yeah, finding finding couples that you both get along with can be tricky. I know that when we were in Gardner, we got pretty lucky in that sense that we had a few couples where like we all got along. Like we all liked each other. Mm-hmm. Um and even, you know, when one of our friends got married to a total, you know, stranger to us he just kind of fit in the fold. And now I host a podcast with right. him called sports ball. <laughs> so like clearly things are working. Right. Um, but like having just moved here to Illinois and, you know, trying to get plugged into the community and, and plugged in at church and, you know, looking for work and everything. It's like, man, like neither Meredith or I have like friends that live here. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like one, it's been, too short of a time to make, you know, real friends. Like you meet a lot of nice people that you're like, well, they could be friends, mm-hmm. but like the, the necessary amount of time to like both people to be like, yeah, we're friends hasn't passed yet. Sure. Like there's a lot of people that I think will be friends, mm-hmm. um, but like we haven't gotten there yet. And I'm just kind of like realize like, man, like our kid isn't old enough to be in sports or in clubs mm-hmm. or, or whatever. So like, we don't have that Avenue to meet new people. So like our avenue to meet new people right now is to go to church and meet new people or to like meet our neighbors. Mm-hmm. And like, that's it. There's no social construct for how does a 32 year old guy meet other guys. Right. Besides like going to the bar or like, I don't know, going, driving up to Chicago and just talking to strangers on the street. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, yeah. there isn't like that. So what you do is you find friends, you know, through the schools and, and the sporting events or the the clubs or, and we're just not at that stage. Like we're in this really weird, you know, scenario where it's like, we'd love some friends to hang out with. Yeah. But like, we don't have any. Yeah. And so I guess that's kind of why I led that question to you, you know, um, which, you know, would have gotten overruled by a good <laughs> judge. Um, and so. 
yeah, I guess maybe for my own benefit, we can maybe talk about different ways to meet, you know, other dads. So like we've established like, you know, kids sports is an option. Church is an option. School is an option. Mm-hmm. Um, like rec leagues are an option. If those are a thing in your community, right. If you want to go play softball or soccer or flag football or, you know, whatever. Um, but like a lot of the play groups and stuff for like your kids that are my age are all moms. So like Meredith is like, Hey, do you want to go to the library play group with me? And I'm like, I'd love to go to support you and my kid, but I don't want to be the only man in the yeah. room. And all of these moms looking at me like, what's he doing here? Why doesn't he have a job? And like, and so it's all like self-conscious reasons. I don't want to go. Um, I don't know. Are there any other, you know, like what are other ways, if any that you can think of, of like, you know, how do you meet other dudes that aren't going to be psychos? Uh, yeah, good question. Uh, so when Melissa and I were, we were about two years married. We actually moved to Minnesota, the Minneapolis area, where we knew absolutely nobody. It's real fun, isn't it? It is, yeah. And the part that I will throw out there on top of that is, is Minnesota has the largest population out of any other state of natural born cake eaters. What? Cake eaters. Yeah. (laughs) So there are more Minnesotans born in Minnesota than any other state. So they have more native born people. And what we found was, is like, so we were kind of in our, our mid to late twenties was that most people still basically hung out with the same group of people that they hung out with in high school. And if you're from Minnesota, I don't mean to offend you, but there's this thing called Minnesota nice. And (laughs) if you're from anywhere remotely close to the South, Minnesota nice is, is kind of a crock. Because in the South, I think hospitality rules where, you know, Minnesota nice is sort of this, my house is your house, my fridge is your fridge. And to me, it's just an excuse to not be hospitable. It's just kind of like, you know. Oh, I get what you're saying. You know, yeah. whereas just if you come, come to, and if make you, yourself at home, right. you want something, you make it yourself. Yeah, gotcha. exactly. Okay. okay. So uh, one of the things that I did to get to know people up there was... I did join a fantasy football league and it was really interesting because uh, essentially I was the only non, like they had all known each other for years. Uh, Some of them were related to each other, Um, but it was an in for me. And um, I drafted a little known guy named Brett Favre. Oh my. And um, the first couple of years I didn't do so well, but, like three years into it, I was doing all right. So, um, so that was, that was one way, uh, to get to know people was to, to join a fantasy league. And, um, I know there are places that actually, you know, so you kind of go, okay, I joined a fantasy league. A lot of that's online. How am I supposed to interact with people? You can go to like a sports bar or even a place like Buffalo wild wings where they literally have like a league and you sit at the table and you get to know the people and, uh, for me, that was very, very helpful 
uh, was to, to do something like that. The second thing uh, that we did was we, um, so this was in the era when uh, Thursday nights on NBC was referred to as must-see TV. Mm-hmm. And there was a show called Friends that was kind of becoming popular and a show called ER that was becoming popular. I think I've heard of those. And what we did is we invited people to our house to watch must-see TV. And um, again, we kind of, we well, I don't know about again, but we cast sort of a wide net. We invited a lot of different people. Some of the people that we invited didn't come. Some of them did. And eventually it became a, you know, we, we started going to other people's houses and you just sort of knew that, Hey, on Thursday nights, we're going to get together and we're going to watch TV. And, uh, you kind of discussed the shows and we had fun. And, um, so those were, those were a couple of different things that we did. Uh, I played softball and got to know, uh, some of the guys, uh, but again, it was a, it was one of those things where on the on the front end of of it, they all knew each other, and I felt like such an outsider. Um, and it 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 was kind of it was kind of awkward, kind of rough of it at first, but as I stuck with it, I got to know uh, more people that were involved, and um. You know, the life stage we were at was people were getting pregnant and having kids. And as people started having kids, they started having birthday parties and we would go to the birthday parties and get to know other couples and that sort of a thing. And um, so, yeah, I I think there's options out there. I think you have to be creative. Um, I think it's honestly, I think in some ways it's tougher than it was gosh, that was 20 some years ago (laughs) because, because I think online communities sort of create these false, um, well, false is probably not even the fair, fair way to say it. I think online communities create places for people to connect that they normally didn't used to connect. And then the final thing that Melissa and I did was, uh, we both were graduates of Kansas state university and we sought out watch parties. Uh, for the K-State football games. And we went to a few oh, of those. that's clever. And so catbackers is what the groups were called and still are called that. Um, and we actually found a fairly large catbacker group up in Minneapolis um, where we got to know some people. So, um, it, you know, I think the biggest thing I would say you have to do is you have to be proactive. You have to be creative. Maybe look in some places that you may not have traditionally thought um, to look, um, you know, even as, as I'm talking about this and and thinking about it, I wouldn't say I'm a huge sports person, but a lot of things that I just mentioned to you all, all revolve around sports from my kids' sports to alumni groups, to, you know, playing on a softball team to fantasy football. Um, so yeah. Uh, Have you ever, uh, have you ever heard of the Minnesota goodbye? That does not immediately ring familiar with me. Okay, so as as a former Minnesotan, you need to tell me if this is something that actually happened or if it's just a clever name. When you're you're at someone's house and you're trying to leave, and they know you're trying to leave, 
and the conversation just gets dragged on and on. And then you say goodbye and then the conversation changes and you start talking more and it drags on. And then you try to say goodbye again and the conversation keeps going. <laughs> and, and what should have been a simple goodbye turns into a 20 to 30 minute conversation before you can actually get out of the house. I would say we experienced that. Yeah, I, I would say that's... Oh, that makes and, me so happy. And I put it in that category, that Minnesota nice. It's it's kind of this false sort of... Uh, you know, the movie Fargo <laughs> came out when we lived in Minnesota. And one, I'm a Coen Brothers fan. Don't necessarily... Y- y- Look at, be aware of what you're getting yourself into if you decide to watch the movie Fargo. But, um, I, Melissa and I just remember like people in Minnesota literally being like that, this movie's not funny. Like, why is this, why is this even funny? Like nobody talks like that. And Melissa and I were like, what are you serious? You totally talk like that. And so, yeah, we, uh, we may or may not have recorded an entire episode of It's a Trap about Marge Gunderson. Yeah. Good old Marge. You're uh, your accomplice in the wood chipper there, eh? <laughs> you betcha. Oh, man. That movie. Very angry at William H. Macy. <laughs> Anyways. All right. So, well, that was... Your answer was very thorough, Dave. I appreciate that. Sure. So I guess we, we've talked a bit about like ways to, you know, reach out and meet new people. Um, but like, what's the benefit? Like outside of just like, you know, the human to human contact, like what, what is the benefit to being a dad and having friends that are dads, whether they're the same life stage as you or, you know, older or younger, like what's the benefit to that? Cause there's, there's obviously the, Hey, you know, like I said, human on human contact, the interaction, the, 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 the doing life together, but like specifically like what good comes from having friends that are dads that can either help guide you or get you through a tough time or ones that are younger that you can sort of mentor or look out for. So I, you know, particularly when your kids are young, I think there's a lot of unknowns. I think there's a lot of new experiences And whether you are privileged enough to find somebody that's uh, a little bit ahead of the game uh, than you, or whether there's somebody that's pretty much at the same life stage than you, uh, I I personally felt like it was beneficial just to kind of um, have somebody that, well, I'll put it to you this way. It's good to know that other people were screwing up the same way that I was screwing up. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so that was, that was probably the biggest thing was, uh, kind of swapping those stories of almost trying to outdo each other on how stupid of a dad you could possibly be. So, yeah, that, that, um, I think that's, uh, the big thing. I think, um, you know, uh, we were sleep deprived for a big chunk of, our first daughter's life. She did not sleep well. And it's the worst. (laughs) I hate it. Yeah. And, and so I think too, that was just another piece of, um, you know, changing diapers, 
being a dad of a little girl, uh, being sleep deprived, uh, just, you know, little things that you just sort of start to realize, uh, guy, well, hopefully, you know, guys and girls are different, but being a dad of a girl, I think kind of magnifies that. And, uh, for me, it was beneficial to have other dads or one in particular that was a dad of little girls to kind of realize, okay, I'm not a complete idiot. I may be clueless when it comes to raising little girls, but um, I'm not a complete idiot. And then, like I said, if you if if you have the benefit of somebody that's a little bit ahead of the game of you of uh, maybe learning from their mistakes and being a little bit more uh, proactive um, in those kinds of things. Um, you know, I think the the other thing that that's good too is. Um, dads and moms are different and that's obviously okay. That's a great thing. We wouldn't want moms and dads to be exactly the same. Uh, but being able to talk to a guy and his perspective on things and, and just kind of being validated in your desires and what you've experienced, uh, can be incredibly uh, can be incredibly helpful. Um, I don't know if I answered that. No, I think you answered it very well. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm interviewing you this episode, which is you know, <laughs> not a bad thing at all. You know, you have, you have quite a lot of experience and knowledge and wisdom on me. So it'd be really weird if you were interviewing me. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Haven't you done this already? <laughs> Would be my answer to a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think selfishly this episode was, you know, the idea came to me because it's kind of what I'm facing right now, mm-hmm. you know, in this, this new stage of life. So I think selfishly I wanted to, you know, get your thoughts and, you know, see how I could, apply that to my life and you know like everyone obviously wants to have friends oh yeah there's there's the the innate desire for you know contact and relationship um but i think you know as a dad it is important to have other people in similar circumstances that you can relate to right that you can just give them the look and they know yeah been been there like right i get it I've been exasperated. I've been sleep deprived. I've been frustrated. You know, it's okay. Um, and just that sort of validation of like other people go through the tough stuff too. Right. Um, you know, one of the things that I, that I have kind of just has like been sort of my mantra, like with Kennedy really struggling to fall asleep and staying up way late and like forcing herself to be awake and refusing to sleep in her crib. It's just like, you know, this is, well, this is not unique to us. It is just our turn. Mm, yeah. And soon enough, it'll be somebody else's turn. And I cannot wait for it to be somebody else's turn. <laughs> Sorry for you, but like, I'm done with it. But it's like, it's, it's really easy, especially when you're somewhere new and you don't have the relational network that you had, you know, where you lived previously. It's really easy to just kind of like, turn inwards and just focus on yourself Mm -hmm. and like have this like mini little like family huddle where like 
your problems look so big because it's all you can see. And you realize like, no, this is like, there are plenty of kids that don't sleep well. Oh yeah. This, it's yeah. It is just, it's, it's just our turn to deal with this. And eventually, like I said, it'll be somebody else's, but like for now, this is what we deal with. And so, yeah, I mean, it's nice to obviously have you to, to talk with about this stuff and, you know, other friends that I stay in contact with that have, you know, younger kids. It's like, no, we're, we're all kind of dealing with a variation of the same problem. Mm -hmm. Little kids are just, they're opinionated and they're just kind of embracing their newfound, like freedom and voices and opinions. And, you know, they don't necessarily have the vocabulary to communicate what the problem is or why they are afraid to sleep in their bed. Or like, you can't converse and reason with, you know, a kid that's about to turn two. Mm -hmm. Like there's times where I find myself talking to her like she's an adult. Oh yeah. And then like halfway through the conversation, <laughs> I just start chuckling. Cause I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. She, she still poops in her pants. <laughs> like clearly this is not a creature of reason yet. She is all emotion. Yeah. 100% emotion, whether it's laughing and giggling and having a great time or just melting down. Um, and I just have to, constantly remind myself of that and so it's nice and i'm looking forward to meeting dads here um and, and making new friendships here just so like i can have people to like yeah man we got you like we understand if you need to vent great if you want advice great if you want to speak into my life you know great um so that's just kind of where my head has been um this last month mm -hmm. um you know not having per se, you know, like the access to the friends that, you know, I spent the last eight years with can't, you know, high five them or, <laughs> you know, toast a beer or anything like that. So, right. So selfishly, this episode was really all about me. That's really <laughs> what it was, but you know what? I have a microphone. So, ha ha. <laughs> I have the power to make it. So, yes. Um, I don't know. Do you have any other, any other thoughts on this or where's your head at? You know, the, the, the only other, I guess, thought that I had was, is, um, I, you know, church was a big part of making those connections with people. And, um, you know, I, I would just encourage people to maybe consider that as well. Um, how, how church can play a part in finding those friendships, those relationships. Cause that's where, I mean, that's definitely where my, like the fantasy football league that I was in started from. And there's, you know, there's kind of this, like, I don't mean this to be, um, sort of, well, there, there, there's kind of an obligation of if you're at church, you got to be nice. <laughs> you got to, if you're at church, you have to be friendly. You have to, you know, uh, accept the person that's the odd person out. And, um, you know, I would never encourage anybody to pursue friendships that just don't work that, you know, you don't, you really don't have anything common with a person other than you go to the same building on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. But that is definitely a good sort of I would say church is a safe place to explore some of those options. And I'm guessing that, you know, 
a large percentage of the people who find us on this podcast probably already go to church. Uh, but if you're somebody that doesn't do that, um, that might be something that you would consider doing uh, is getting involved in the church um, and maybe even volunteering uh, in, you know, the kids ministry uh, where you could meet other dads because, well, it's just, it's just, I think it's a good place to find like-minded people uh, in similar life stages, uh, partly because that's what the church defaults to when it puts people into groups is kind of those, those life stages of newly married, you know, young parents and, and then even your kids sort of move through the, uh, are they in the nursery? Are they in preschool? Are they in kindergarten? So not always perfect, but I think a good option if that's something you haven't thought about before. Indeed. Well, I don't think I have anything else. I think, I have sat at the feet of the teacher this episode. And <laughs> I don't know about better that. off for it. Well, thank you. You're too kind. Tell my wife that, please. <laughs> All right. Well, if you've made it this far, we thank you very much. And we give you a very hearty digital high five. And you can check show notes out at uh, supermegacorp.net slash dad college slash 23. There, uh, you can find all the show notes. You can find links to Dave's Twitter, my Twitter, our email. Also, if you're listening on your mobile phone, the podcast app that you were currently using to listen to this, we'll have all of that as well. So if you want to say, hey, reach out, uh, ask questions, suggest future topics for stuff that maybe you're struggling with or ideas that you have that you'd like to hear um, discussed, that would be awesome. It would be really helpful if we could make the topics on the show stuff that you want to hear. That would be good for you. That would be good for us. And, you know, it's just that sounds like a, a mutual win-win. So there's that. Check out the show notes. Check out all the links. And I guess we'll be back in two weeks. Right, Dave? Yeah, we'll see you then. All right. Thanks for listening and uh, farewell. Goodbye. <laughs>